There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk in the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I am Sean Fangirl Ast. And I'm Steve, and today we'll be discussing Episode 7 of Season 2 of Resident Alien. Oh my god. <laughs> this is going to get insane, er. Uh, yeah, how is the er <laughs> going to be part of it after this one? Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have eight episodes, and then we're taking a break, correct? Right, yes. Do we know when it's coming back? Sometime this summer. Okay, so everybody has plenty of time to catch up and digest everything then. Right. Because this was like, oh my god, this episode. Yes. <laughs> so seriously, I don't know what's happening next episode. I know we have a preview that gave us Linda Hamilton. So. Right. Okay, makes me wonder what our agent did this week, but we'll get there. Yeah. So we have some rating. So let's jump into that first. All right. Episode 7 brought in a 0.13 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.98 million viewers, making it the 64th rated cable show for the day. Astrid and Lily Save the World brought in a 0.04 with 0.234 million viewers, which happened to land outside the top 150. Well, maybe everybody can catch up during the break. Yeah. And then maybe that'll give them bumps. Who knows? Anyway, what were your initial thoughts of this episode? I think everybody's figured out mine was, oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was a whole lot of that going on, that's for sure. Definitely enjoyed this one, though. Yeah, this was definitely a nice Darcy episode. I loved the competition between her and Kate <laughs> in the gym. I know some people didn't think that that was necessary, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> I like that, too. I mean... After the way it started, I'm assuming there's a whole lot more going on with Darcy. So that's why I'm like, okay, this is going to spin into a little bit more of a story. And then, well, it did. So Right. <laughs> interesting. All right, let's jump into episode seven, Escape from New York. No, this does not have Snake Bliskin in it, in case you're wondering. Right. But instead, we have Harry and Asta find what they're looking for, but not what they need as danger closes in. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we opened with a flashback, like we have been a few of these episodes, so we're getting a bigger picture. Right. The flashback is 33 years ago in Brazil, when a man stumbles upon what appears to be a purplish portal in the forest. And next thing we know, a towering alien steps through, and that's not cool, because the guy tries to run away and inadvertently dies because he tripped and smashes his head on a rock. Right. So, could this be Goliath? I'm thinking so. I mean, the yeah, guy was painting too. a sign, and then we see Goliath pick up the paintbrush. Right, which makes sense. It right. kind of adds up there. And it was curious that 
where did this portal come from? Is that something that they have a site-to-site transporter on their ship or something? Maybe it was some kind of force field around his ship. Now, that could have been. And if that's the case, where the heck's the ship now? Right. You got to assume it's still in the jungles of Brazil. That would make sense. Yeah. But and if Harry could get... only find it. <laughs> I would say we don't get any information. It makes me wonder if that's what those paintings are supposed to be. Like it very well could be. That info. A map that shows Harry where his ship is. Yeah, that yeah. could be too. When Harry just didn't look at it that way. I wonder if it's kind of something that'll pop up later. Because we didn't get any more of that. This no, we didn't. So yeah, it's very possible that that could show up again. No, instead we got Harry in the present time, standing in Times Square, gawking at his surroundings and tripping on LSD. (laughs) So apparently, okay, now I've been to New York and I think I would have noticed, but nobody around noticed him changing into an alien. No. (laughs) So apparently things are quite normal. I don't know. Or they're just assuming it's like, oh, he's just another dude dressed up in Times Square. Right. That's kind of what I... Where my head cannon went was, yeah, it, you see weird stuff in New York City all the time. So this I mean, is just con something going else. on. Then I can understand it at least. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but meanwhile, we have Asa chatting with Belinda about her knowledge of Harry's alien status. And after some prodding, Belinda finally takes Asta to meet Goliath. But it's not what we thought. No. <laughs> Unfortunately, Goliath's a massive stone sculpture. I honestly thought she was kind of crazy and that she just made a sculpture like she'd seen an alien and just like created the sculpture or something. Right. Because then she's like, oh, we we had fallen madly in love and Goliath purposely released the signal that only Harry could interpret. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. And apparently Goliath died six months ago and became fossilized because that's what they do which again it's like huh that seems odd (laughs) yes very odd but before too much can get broken down here harry calls asta while standing in front of the new york public library and asta's like why are you in your alien form yeah you're in public And I love it because he's like, I just see it an alien. And he took off his head. Yeah. He's human human. inside. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this guy, this is not good. So thankfully, because she did see the library sign behind him, she swoops in to save him. And they're sitting in Central Park, which again, apparently nobody notices anything odd out there. I noticed weird stuff. Yeah. But apparently I'm different. I don't know. But Harry's recuperating from his high with, what, three or four bags of ice on him. Right. Because apparently the cold helps. I thought the cold didn't help. (laughs) I'm so confused. At least it doesn't help when he's hurt, but just when he's high? I mean, Yeah. Well, apparently it was able to help get him back into his human form. (laughs) It at least brings him back to not, I don't know, seeing everything melt in front of him. Yes. (laughs) But. That's when Asta has to break the news that Goliath died. And Harry wonders why Goliath passed standing up and how he's fossilized. Which, I feel like he didn't say it right then. No, she doesn't tell him then, does she? No, she just says he died. Right. Yeah, it's one there. Because that later. Yeah, they go walking around and he's still looking at the paintings. And then she tells him that, yeah, he 
was standing up and he was fossilized. And that's when Harry goes into, no, there's something there. There's a message for me there. And I'm, we're going. <laughs> but the next thing we know, we see Lisa Casper. Oh, my God. Yeah. She killed like everybody in the pizza joint. R.I.P. pizza joint guy. She used the slicer. And because you've seen that sticking out of his neck, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. And she swipes a sliced pizza on her way out. And when she walks out, mumbling to herself, there's got to be something. It's when she notices the Goliath painting and the lettering. Right. She remembers that from the ship. So, yeah, the signal. That's so not good. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to be hot on Harry's trail in no time. Yes. She's just crazy. Jeez. Yeah. But before we go any deeper in here, we get to go back to patience because we have Darcy waking up in Max's bed to the sound of Kate returning home and Ben distracting Kate, giving Darcy enough time to sneak out the bedroom window. Again, she didn't do anything. Right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Ben was like really nervous, though. Yes, he was. He was about to have an accident. But before Darcy sneaks out the window, uh, she grabs a joint. There was something else. What else did she grab? Was it a candy bar? Or just probably. <laughs> I thought. And thankfully, 10-year-old Max is not going to be smoking the devil's lettuce. Not on Darcy's watch, at least. <laughs> I wonder if she would have come back and got it before he got too tall. Meanwhile, I don't know. I think it just kind of dawned on her while they were sitting there talking that she left some up there. <laughs> it probably would have stayed up there till. He accidentally found it, assuming. Or the next people moved in. Right. <laughs> you know, they moved out. Meanwhile, Kate notices the live, laugh, love sign and that the coffee table's in the wrong position. It's like, oh, okay. She just did not seem to like it. I didn't think it was a bad sign. It wasn't like tacky or anything. No. But man, Ben just refuses to stand his ground regarding his decoration choices. And he ends up taking the sign and hanging it in Liv's office, much to Liv's annoyance. <laughs> but it gives him, gets him a coffee maker, so. <laughs> right. Like, here, I'm going to put a donation thing in so, for the coffee pod, because you shouldn't be paying for them. And she's like, okay, I have to keep the sign then, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny and sad at the same time. But Liv ends up showing Ben the UFO video that she plans to share online. And Ben only gives a thumbs up once he changes the fact that it says patience. How about you say that it was near Jessup, not patience? People already think we got weird stuff happening here. Right. And she just looks like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Sheriff Mike laments the new doctor's egregious error when she mumbled he's still numb arm. Wait. That was hilarious. <laughs> when she numbed his arm and it's still numb i'm sorry i like mumbled what that didn't make sense yeah but over numbed his arm <laughs> over numb here we go when he's like i have a tree trunk arm and he's i love that he's like just like flopping everything around it's like okay what but apparently yeah they're like she is way too old to be the doctor you need to get somebody back because she's gonna commit malpractice somebody's gonna die and right. Ben's like no no it's fine. She delivered me. And I love Liv's like, didn't she deliver your parents too? It's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the doctor's been around a while. Got it. I do hope things change, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see in a little bit how well that works out. Yes. 
Then we get to go to the gym, and that's when we see Darcy hitting the gym for the first time since her accident. And we get the whole workout montage. And I was seriously wondering, like, how much they made her do. Right. It's like, did you get all this in, like, one take? Because I was tired after I watched her. Yeah. (laughs) But she starts to do the leg press, and she stops right away because she gets a flashback to her injury and, like, jumps off the machine. And I was a little traumatized just watching that. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, that was just scary because you think about how badly she was injured, and I can totally understand. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I get you. Yeah, somebody else that hasn't quite gotten over traumatic event like Mike. <laughs> right. I swear, this whole town needs therapy. Yep. And then we get to go back to Mike and Liv responding to a complaint regarding Abigail Hodges' yard sale. The neighbor's quick to condemn her, acting as judge, jury, and executioner in one fell swoop. After telling him off, Mike takes a box of Sam's book at Abigail's behest, free of charge. When Mike and Liv return to their vehicle, Mike notes Abigail wasn't acting like somebody who killed her husband. She's acting, or actually, grieving. And he starts to wonder if he put the wrong person behind bars. Yep, and it was all because of that one stupid hat. That Mike kind of thought, oh, this is cool. Who do I look like? Dick Tracy. (laughs) A hipster? No. (laughs) And then Abigail decides she doesn't want to sell it for 20 bucks. Right. And I was just thinking, so what's going to happen? Because we all know at this point, okay, Abigail didn't do it. Right. But this is just seeming very strange. It's like, okay, where are you going to go without it leading back to Harry? Well, I'm a little bit... Yeah, well, it could lead back to Harry, but at the same time, it could get Mike and Liv in a whole lot of hot water if this banking company that was involved in having Sam killed starts going after Mike and Liv because they're getting too close. Yeah, I (laughs) I was definitely thinking, what if this starts taking them to the other people, like you were saying, the banking company or... Somehow the general's going to come and it, and Mike's going to be like, oh my God, she did it. She was killing people off. Something <laughs> crazy. Yeah. But we go back to the gym because that's for another episode. What's going to happen with that investigation? But we go back to the gym and we see Darcy and Kate on the treadmills. And Darcy's kind of messing around like to get Kate's attention. Like, oh, you're going forward. That's cute. And then we see just some fun gym time and a little friendly competition. It's like, all right, they keep going up on those treadmills with that number. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. I can't do it. I'm no. going to keep up with you two. And they're doing the dialogue. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you two must work out a lot. Yes. <laughs> but before we get too far with that, we get to go back to New York with Harry and Asta, who return to Violinda's loft after the realization that, wait a minute, Goliath died standing up. And fossilized, because apparently that's not normal. Right. And he should know. (laughs) Well, hopefully he would know, yeah. And after he kind of goes crazy and starts destroying things, including the statue of Goliath, Harry notices a blue egg that has fallen from all the debris. And Violinda did not seem surprised. No. (laughs) It's like, excuse me? Because she reveals that that's her and Goliath's child. An alien with human emotions. And everyone was like, record scratch, what? Yes. (laughs) Hold on a minute here. Yeah. I'm like really worried now because, I mean, Harry was with his ex-wife. What exactly happened? 
Although Violinda does say that Goliath took her DNA. Right. And used it and he decided to have the child. It's like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> I need more information. But before yep. we get anything else, Lisa arrives asking to purchase artwork from Goliath. And why would you run out of there carrying the egg in a bag and it's dripping? Right. But Violinda is refusing to sell anything to Lisa. And of course, Lisa does what she always does. She pulls out her gun and demands to know what's in the bag because of the blue goo seeping out of the corner. Okay, it could have been anything. You just automatically assume, oh, it's alien. I'm going to shoot her. Right. Oh, she just, any reason to shoot somebody. That's all Lisa needs. She's crazy. Yes, very. But Harry and Asta charge towards Lisa. Harry dukes it out with her for a bit while Asta keeps the egg safe. I didn't think that was going to happen. But this was not before Lisa had shot Violinda in the leg. Right. At first, I thought it was like a dart gun. Right. But it was supposed to be the silencer. Yes. We do get to see our resident alien toss Lisa through a window. And I'm thinking, oh, that's going to be the end of it, right? No. <laughs> no way. You don't see it on screen. I mean, it didn't happen. We get to go back to patients where Darcy and Kate decide to go out for some post-workout beers after Kate had that dizzy spell at the gym. Now, I immediately was thinking, oh, my gosh, this has to do something with the medical records with Doc and Harry. But as Kate takes a drink of beer, she's like, wait, this tastes like soap. And suddenly she discloses that she might be pregnant because this happened last time when she was pregnant with Mac. And Darcy's like, ha, oh, good? <laughs> I love it. It's like, how do you react? Because obviously Darcy had hung out with Ben and knows a little bit. And now she's hanging out with Kate and Kate believes Ben's going to be thrilled. Right. Which, of course, is not what he told Darcy. No. <laughs> and Darcy has to try to be like, I'm sure he'll be happy. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so awkward. Yes, and how Kate didn't pick up on Darcy acting weird all of a sudden is beyond me, because right. I would have said, all right, what do you know? <laughs> well, I was kind of worried the way she was saying, oh, I might be pregnant. It's like, what if it's not Ben? Right. Like, <laughs> that would oh. be a, a shocker. It's like, don't do this to poor Ben. Because <laughs> we have poor Ben visiting Dr. Smallwood at the clinic. And uh, wow. Okay, so she comes in. And I love it. Ben's like, oh, right on time. Just like I knew you would be. Ha ha ha. And she's like, yeah, I have your chart. You have aggressive colon cancer. You're going to die. What? Now, yeah. first of all, <laughs> if on. you're a freaking doctor, that is not the way you break that news. No. Holy shnike. Thankfully, <laughs> Ellen informs Dr. Smallwood that she has the wrong chart. And then the doctor looks again. Oh, you just have a vitamin D deficiency. Just go outside. Just a little yeah. mix up. Get a little sun. What? No, dude. And Ben is trying his darndest to politely fire Dr. Smallwood. But instead, Ellen decides to be quite brusque and help that. Yeah, he's trying to can you because you suck. Yeah. <laughs> And when Smallwood leaves, Ellen reveals the only viable candidate is Harry. And what the heck? Really? There's no other possible doctors in the area? This just seems right. strange. Yes. Still one from Jessup. <laughs> right? 
But Ben instead notices that, hey, Harry's birthday's coming up. Maybe we can do something for him and get him to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> we go back to New York and we see Violinda give the egg to Harry, asserting that Goliath would have wanted you to have it because somebody has to take care of the baby that knows about aliens. It's like, true. Right. But then you look at Harry and you're like, eh, but are you the best option there? Right. <laughs> As Harry and Asta leave, they spot two men following them, which we did catch a little bit earlier. Right. We did see them. And I was like, oh, my God, who are these people? Yeah. And the duo starts to run away as they're being chased by the two men. And, of course, you know, nobody knows who they are. But Lisa apparently was fine from the fall. Go figure. Yep. And she follows our crew around the corner when she probably shoots the two men who we see were actually working for the Galvin Powell group. And I love Lisa's like, who are these two clowns? Like, yes. Oh, good. I'll just kill them. <laughs> Thanks for saying what we were thinking and adding some bullets, I guess. Yes. <laughs> As we know, that's the group that Asta tried to investigate last week that we heard a little bit about. And we know somehow that's how Harry and Sam got a ton of money from them. Right. Still don't know why they're following, but apparently they're not going to anymore. So we don't have to worry yeah. about that. At least those two aren't now. True. Yeah. Once. That group finds that their two hitmen got killed. They are not going to be very happy and start looking. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out then. There's so many parts moving right now. I know it. <laughs> we get to go back to Patience where we have Darcy and Kate discussing motherhood and its pros and cons. And it was kind of cute. They were bonding a bit. And Kate envies Darcy for her ability to get up and go. And Darcy's like, well, I want to start a family someday, maybe. But Darcy, true to form, is wallowing in self-pity while Kate tries to bolster her confidence. And then Darcy tries to do the same for Kate by giving her a pregnancy test. And Kate's like, I don't know if I'm ready for that just yet. Right. <laughs> She's like, well, here, go ahead and take it when you are ready to find out. Thinking, I don't know. I think I'd want to know. Would I want to know when I'm in the bar? Yeah, probably not. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Darcy <laughs> takes her into the bathroom. We have everything. Condoms, pregnancy tests. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? I love it. How? Yeah, I'm surprised there's any left. Judy goes through these like Tic Tac. Yeah. <laughs> that you pee on. It's like, wait, what? Oh, my gosh. So we go back to Harry and Asa, who are taking a train home to patients because they can't exactly get that egg through TSA. No. Yeah. But okay. Harry just wasn't quite sure why. <laughs> Trust me, that's not going through. No. And uh, I love it. Asa's like, well, when will it hatch? And Harry's like, I don't know. It could be in a day or a week or a year or now. Or right. Or now. <laughs> or now. It's like, okay, stop. It's not happening right now. And of course... He doesn't know what's in store for them either because he doesn't know exactly what's coming out because he, I don't remember if he said it out loud or he was just like the monologue kind of thing that his people have hundreds of children when they have eggs. So this is just one big egg. He doesn't right. know what's coming out exactly. No. <laughs> will it be human and alien or both? And yeah, will it be a squid? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Goliath was their only lead and their only means of communicating with Harry's people. Now it looks like the world may just end. Or will it? Yeah. And then back in Patience, we're at Joe's Diner, where Mike seeks advice from Dan, 
who regales him with the story of his days in Vietnam War. Dan named the diner after his late friend and fellow soldier, Joe. Mike wonders whether he wrongfully arrested Abigail Hodges, and Dad urges him to be the best cop he can be. Which, that was a cute little exchange. Right. Especially when he's like, hey, you've been sitting there 20 minutes and you haven't turned a page. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, ah, there's a lot on my mind. Yeah. And we get to go to the police station where we see Liv showing John the UFO video she posted. Well, and, trying not to, but oh, eventually true. she tried to hide it, it first. Yes. <laughs> but nobody wants to believe that it's real. And they even have memes with a donut photoshopped in place of the spacecraft, which she was mad. She's like, they don't even know I'm a cop. Right. <laughs> and next thing we know, Liv gets a message from Mike to get over where he is because it's time to get back to work. So, of course, getting off work is going to have to wait 10 more minutes. Right. Or more. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, we go back to the train and we see Asta wanting to go get a tea. And uh, Harry's like, bring me back an ice cream sandwich. Yes. (laughs) And then they focus on the floor and you see like drops of the goo everywhere. Yep. And you knew Lisa was going to show up immediately. And I'm thinking, how did she know where to go, though? Like they got in a cab. It's not like it's leaking through the cab. No, but you got to figure, okay. She knows they aren't going to get on an airplane with that egg. So what's the next best alternative? A train. So yeah, she goes, finds the only train that's going close to patient and says, gets a ticket. Oh, she definitely seized her moment. Yes. <laughs> goes in to confront <laughs> Harry, guns ablaze. Well, metaphorically speaking, because she's like trying to fight him. And I love how he's just like, whew, whew, just dodge, dodge. It's like no big deal. Right. Block, block, block. Yeah. You know, and just not even working up a sweat, man. It was just awesome. <laughs> and they, what, break the table and then they break the window and then she tries to stab him. And that's when he got a little mad. Yeah. And he ends up holding her outside the train window. And that's when the second set of alien hands reach out for Lisa's neck. And she realizes that Harry's the alien. Yes. But too late. <laughs> yep. Because an oncoming train decapitates her, and Harry quickly tosses her headless body out the window. And he's not too torn up about it. No. I don't think I was too torn up about it. No, I sure wasn't. I was, (laughs) yay, finally, she's gone. (laughs) Hopefully she didn't call the general beforehand, though. Yeah, never know. Well, you would think if she did, the general would be waiting at the train station when they got off the train. Yeah, true. And they got all the way to the cabin, so I'm thinking not. When Asta comes back in, she's like, what's going on? How'd that window break? And I love Harry's like, I don't know. Everything's <laughs> cheaply made. And then he turns and he smiles awkwardly and there's all this blood on his face. Now, I did not realize at first it was the blood from Lisa. Right. I thought something happened to his face and it got all cut up. And I was like, oh my God, what is that? No. And then he's like, oh, the bad woman's dead. It's like, okay, well, you know, again, not too sad about that. No. And how would they be able to pin that on Harry? I don't think they could. (laughs) I don't think so, but I'm sure something may happen. Who knows? You never know. But Mike and Liv, back in patience, make a breakthrough in Sam Hodges' case because Mike remembers that in all the books that Sam loved so much that the person would often hide clues in the back of pictures and they were rummaging around the doctor's office and managed to find a 
piece of paper concealed behind a photo frame. And it has a list of Gavin Powell Group Associates. They don't know what it means yet. No. But it's definitely going the right way and hopefully away from Harry. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I think we'll have more than enough with the general coming down on Harry. Don't need the Galvin Powell group also descending on his ass, so. (laughs) Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, plus he's going to have to worry about a hatchling. Right. And we get to Harry's cabin and Dan, Harry, and Asa arrive. And Dan's like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, you've been quiet the whole trip. It's so, a long drive and nobody said anything. It's weird. So well, what's just going tells on? Him. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dan gets out and goes to congratulate Harry on his egg. Oh, I heard you adopted a kid. <laughs> yeah, it's in my duffel bag. We'll figure this out, I guess. So they go inside and what do they find? Surprise! Ben. <laughs> ben. Big surprise. Yeah. Mike, Liv, Kate, John, and Darcy with a surprise birthday party. Can somebody tell me how the hell these people get in everywhere? <laughs> well, we know Liv's probably an expert at B&E. <laughs> <She's just laughs> if not Darcy. I mean, Darcy's been, has gotten in his cabin before, so. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, what is with you people? Just breaking in. Like, oh, it's a surprise party. And Harry's like, leave. Now. Uh, Harry is not exactly down with all of this. Come on. No. But. When he does that, we see the alien egg inside the duffel bag crack. So I wonder if it's like strong emotion all of a sudden is trying to open it up. Uh, So weird. Yeah. Are we going to get an alien scene as we open the mid-season finale and have everybody freaking out and Harry loses the baby in the first minute of the episode? (laughs) He'd have to, like, wipe everybody's memories. That would be really weird. Yes, to do it to a group like that. Yeah, that'd be tough. Of course, you'd still think Mike and Liv need to find out so they know that this isn't the Harry that they think it is. (laughs) I don't know if that would matter. Help or not. Yeah, it may not. (laughs) Anyway, any other thoughts on this episode? Uh, I just cannot wait to see what happens next. Oh my gosh. I know. It's like, what day is it? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? Yes. <laughs> well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast. With good ratings and reviews, it helps. Other fans of the show, find us. Don't have to look too hard. Just search President Alien and you should find us and maybe a couple more. (laughs) So tell your friends and we do hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. You can go over to www.fangirlzone.com. Check us out with our contact page and all of the ways you can get a hold of us. You can tweet along with us. You can get us on Facebook. And you can always send us email and let us know your thoughts, even if it's after our deadline, because we'll happily reply to you either way. Yes. So, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Steve. How many licks does it take to get to the human? And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And until next time.